Have you ever considered writing a book as a doctor? Or perhaps writing for film or TV? What is it like and how do you get started? Learn the answers to these questions and many more on this episode of the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now your host, Dr. Andrew Tisser. Hey everybody, it's Andrew, and welcome back to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. For my returning listeners, thank you so much. For my new listeners, welcome. Because today, like on every episode, I'm bringing you the best guests from all around healthcare and beyond to discuss issues relating to the early career physician. Today, we have Dr. John Lawrence on the show. John Lawrence was born in New York and attended Georgetown University, where he told his career advisor that the only thing he did not want to be was a doctor. He subsequently survived medical school and residency training at the University of Utah. John was not the typical medical student, sneaking out of the hospital whilst on call to audition for television shows, writing and directing films, also available on Amazon, and overcoming imposter syndrome. He went on to work as a doctor for 20 years in both traditional Western medicine and functional medicine. John's varied non-medical resume includes river rafting guide, ski race coach, bagel baker, screenwriter, film director, expedition doctor, climbing Kilimanjaro with the Olympic Hall of Fame athlete, Chris Waddell. Well, I'm excited. Let's get John onto the show. John Lawrence, welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Thanks so much, Andrew. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I recorded a little bit about you uh, before the show, but if in your own words, could you tell us kind of who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, so I was a practicing medical doctor for around 20 years. I worked in um, the medical director of a privately owned set of urgent care clinics, worked as a doctor there and helped run the clinics and expand, um, but left um, for multiple various reasons. Um, and then opened my own clinic, more of a functional medicine clinic, where I focused mostly on regenerative medicine, but also gut health, brain health, mostly without any prescription medicines. And um, my, my interests have, have certainly been outside the medical field. So I've been producing plays, writing screenplays, directing film, um, and recently wrote um, a series of books. So uh, I, I, I heard your podcast, or I heard you on the Carpe Diem podcast, <laughs> thinking, where, where were you 20 years ago? I needed some help getting out of the, the box you sometimes feel trapped <laughs> in. But I think medicine for me provided a lot of, um, of interesting avenues and time to do what I wanted to do. Uh, but then I've actually left practicing medicine two years ago. Well, that's a pretty interesting story. I, I think I think you touched on a, on a good point that uh, while perhaps practice in clinical medicine isn't for everyone, it, it, it does open certain doors um, as far as, as other opportunities. But let's focus a little bit on, on your other avenues. So plays and, and film, film right is, uh, right. Yeah. How'd you get into that? That's pretty interesting. <laughs> I think I'd have had the courage. I would have pursued it throughout my life. And, you know, as a young kid, I loved, I loved creative writing. I was terrible at the write a book report type writing and um, loved acting Um but didn't really, you know, I thought you had to be sprinkled with magical dust. So, you know, it wasn't quite the, the meritocracy that, that medicine offered. So I, I didn't have the most straight path into medicine. I, I didn't take a single pre-med class in college. Um, and I started taking acting classes then. I was always writing, but it was more of something I thought you did on the side and didn't know how to break in. 
And as you know, in medicine, you, you do a whole lot of writing. You write a lot of notes. Um, and so a lot of times I was scribbling down, you know, funny stories that happened. I send out emails when I was on call to you know, a group of friends kind of before blogging was a thing. And it was that, that was actually the impetus for the books. I had a, um, a friend ask, can I, uh, I've, I've kept your emails. Can I publish them? And I said, I'll just write the whole thing. So I just sat down and just wrote out a 700 page manuscript of going through medical school, which I started with uh, without any short term memory. I had a series of bicycle injuries, I had a small bleed in my brain four weeks before medical school started. And then a, a second accident the day before medical school started. So I had kind of second impact syndrome. And um, so I, I guess I was never quite the most typical student to begin with, but I, I think we all look for different avenues for how to, how to stay healthy. And, you know, apart from getting some exercise for me, it was using that creative side of the brain and something fun to, uh, to do outside of the hospital. Yeah. How cool is that? <clears throat> we, uh, we share something in, in common. I, actually also had a brain injury like the day after medical school started. Oh, no. I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I was a victim of a hit and run, like drunk driver hit me. Oh, wow. And uh, and I had some frontal lobe hemorrhages. Um, like, But you wouldn't know that it looks like I got into a bar fight because I had like two black guys. Right. And, like, you know, and uh, my wife was actually one of, in my anatomy group. That's how we met. And you know, everyone, I guess, was always asking her like, oh, you're in the group with that, that kid with the black guys. What happened to him? You know, but uh, <laughs> that's a total aside, which I don't think I've ever shared on this show. But um, yeah, I, so I think, uh, you know, getting into it, that's that's pretty interesting. So you would you just share stories and then you talked about uh, about medical. You just decided one day to write 700 pages. That's uh, that's quite the undertaking. I would think. it was. uh it was kind of, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. That was one of the things, you know, we look at the things that you could, you just enjoy in life. And for me, you know, sitting down and writing creatively, writing those fun stories, you know, working on, on you know, plays or films felt like recess, just felt like playtime. You know, you couldn't believe, you know, this is just so fun. Um, so it, like I said, it was a nice escape from medicine. To sit down and, and write at the time I did not have, uh, I didn't have my wife and kids. I had a dog. So, you know, you look back and go, man, I didn't realize how much time I had, but, you know, I had plenty of time to go on bike rides and to sit and write. And I was working um, at the time I was working this, this urgent care work. So it was, you know, shift work, which was nice. I worked 16 hour days, but I only had to do a few of them a week, which gave me, you know, plenty of days off to work on what I wanted to. And I, when I checked away from the clinic, I checked out pretty much, um, you know, apart from it's hard to leave. You know, I think you always, your mind always spins with, you know, what you could do different or a patient you should treat differently, but, you know, urgent care are different than the hospital. You know, once they, they leave the office, they're usually out of your hands. But yeah. The, the creative side, I think just provided something good for me. Um, so what, what's the name of your book? So the series is called playing doctor. It was always the working title from the day I started it. And unfortunately when I looked at all the other titles out there. There, there was, um, most of them were kind of like soft porn type books on Amazon. Like, <laughs> playing top, like great. And I was like, but I was like, Nope, that's the, that's the title I had. I'm sticking with it. So I, I kind of divided that huge 700 pages into the first book, which came out maybe a year and a half ago, uh, is, is covers medical school, getting into medical school, going through it. Um, the second book, which will come out this month, uh, part two is residency. Um, the subtitle is blundering along with imposter syndrome. The, the first book, the subtitle was stumbling through with amnesia. Cause I really, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell you what subject I was in when I was looking at my books for the, for the first months. And then the third book will come out next summer. And that basically covers the chief resident, senior resident year through, um, you know, the first months of working outside of, uh, residency training. Wow. Well, congratulations on the second one. Thank um, you. 
certainly we'll we'll link in the show notes to your book so people who are interested could take a look now are they just focused on your stories or is it like practical guides or, or what what is it I mean, these are probably more to be seen especially in medical school most people have described it you know as more of the you know laugh out loud type stuff this is very self-deprecating sure. looking at you know my my stories going through it and and you know so i think it gives a very light-hearted easy reading you know it's supposed to be more of a page turning fun stories of what it was like to go through there the second book's you know, people have commented still has my tongue in cheek, self-deprecating humor, but more serious tone. You know, you're, you're suddenly you're in your, your intern and resident years and you're facing a lot of, you know, not just the observer you are in medical school. Suddenly there's a lot on your shoulders and um, you're seeing bad things happen. So and I tried to give a balance of the, the, the good, the bad, the crazy that happens in the hospital. Sure. Yeah. I, I think we've joked, you know, I'm an, an emergency physician and I think we joke all the time, like, oh, man, we, we should write a book of some of the stuff that we see every day. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. people ask you, you about, like, the fill volumes every day or every week, I'm sure. Uh, you know, and you just you forget it all, like, because <laughs> one day is crazier than the next. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about authorship a little bit. And, you know, I, I've certainly seen more physicians write books these days. You know, I think uh, even even just 10 years ago, it was like, you know, there was, you know, uh, Till Gawande and, and his series and and you and and a couple of others, but you really didn't see a lot of physician authors uh, in the mainstream. Um, but we're certainly seeing more. So, uh, do you recommend uh, you know, authorship to to physicians that that feel they have something to say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you know, I think um, you know, unless unless you're getting into it for the money. <laughs> That's your reason for doing it. <laughs> Same thing be. with podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I still jet lap at medical school was my biggest financial blunder. Still paying the loans off all these years later. But the um, for me, it was it was um, I just love doing it. And you know, if you've got a story to tell and you enjoy writing, why would you not? Uh, and I think you hear people. I heard a great um, it was one of those productivity type podcasts, and she just said, you know, you don't, you know, you've got your favorite song out there, your favorite Italian restaurant. What if that person had said, oh, there's plenty of Italian restaurants or plenty of other songs out there. So if you've got a story to tell, it's, um, you know, one, it's good for you, but also you might share something with somebody. If, you know, everybody has different reasons that they write and whether it's, you know, I've had medical students or pre-med students from around the world write me and say, hey, I really enjoyed the book. It just, you know, reminds me to laugh at what I'm going through or I'll, you know, pass it off. I, I, you, know, I, you know, we all write for different reasons, but um I think there's something mentally healthy about it just to, to change up what we do. And, um, you know, it's challenging. It's fun. So I think, I think anybody that goes into medicine just enjoys mental challenges. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I've done a lot of writing on screenplays, a lot of classes and lectures. And then the deeper you go, the more fun it is. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, I personally don't even know how to use a comma. So, uh, it's not, uh, it's not for, this is my preferred medium, but, uh, I have my wife check all my emails because she's like, Oh no, it doesn't go there. All right. Well, what are you going to do? But I know, I think certainly, uh, there are, there are a lot of benefits to writing, whether it be, you know, writing a book, writing a blog, just journaling, um, that some people do, uh, and just kind of getting your thoughts out there. But as far as like getting a book um, from your mind to paper to print, uh, do you have any practical suggestions for docs who uh, who maybe want to to go ahead and publish a book? Sure, um, I think um, the the scariest thing is the blank page. You know, if you can talk to I think any author will tell you just get get the first draft out. You know, and there's certainly different people who say, well, they'll outline how they do it. Other people say, no, I just need to do a vomit draft. You know, spit things out. 
but you can sit there and stare at a blank page. And as certainly as people in the medical field, you know, who are used to doing things very well, you know, perfectionism can become a, a great evil. You know, it's certainly the, the the antagonist to getting things done. So not worrying about is it right, is it perfect, where do I start? Just getting that first draft out has been um, for me at least. You need to do that, and then you kind of see what story you have. And as I think most authors will say, writing is rewriting, and so it's a constant rewriting, rewriting, rewriting until you get what you you want. Um, and like you said, whether it's a blog or you know journaling, just stream of conscious, it can be a healthy outlet. But there's so many wonderful outlets these days for self-publishing, which is what I did. So I wrote this book, you know, the 700 pages many years ago. Didn't do anything with it. I was more focused on screenplays. I eventually sent it out to a few literary agents and half of them wrote back saying, you know, it's really interesting. I'd like to see where it goes. You know, they read some pages and says, you know, said it needed editing, which it did. So getting an editor these days, there's a lot of services out there where you can find editors, you know, for very reasonable rates to help, you know, everything from telling you where the commas go to maybe, you know, telling you here's where you need to work or expand your stories or, you know, tighten it up. Um, and then even for, you know, I, I ended up deciding to self-publish and there's wonderful avenues that make it very easy. You know, there's not, it's not a, it's not a difficult process to get your book out there. I think these days, because it's so easy and there is so much content, you have to have something to say and you have to be willing to do some marketing or, you know, get somebody who wants to do some marketing for you. Um, that's where some of the, the, the challenges come in where you have to put your time in. Um, as you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there and you've got a great niche audience. It sounds like, and you're sharing something so valuable to you know, broaden, broaden minds. But, um, unless you're a celebrity, you know, writing medical memoirs can be, um, you know, it might not have the, the hugest viewership, but they're out there. People love reading medical dramas at the same time, you know, certainly the stories that are out there. I know friends who got into writing for TV shows, you know, being the medical expert there, that type of thing. Um, so there's all sorts of different you know, avenues that can be opened up. Um, and there, there certainly are doctor written blogs and stories and, and articles out there. So it's a, it's another fun way to kind of change up your, your day-to-day doctorship. Absolutely. And certainly don't, don't do the writing for the money, but hey, you never know, right? Um, yeah, so I've been very people- fortunate. We've done well and, and I've taken the profits and just kind of kicked them back into different charities that I feel like need supporting right now. It's been a rough two years for a lot of people. So that's been really nice too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I think, you know, you could also look at this, um, you know, we talk about side projects, side gigs, you know, monetizing things. Um, but we also talk about hedging against burnout. And I feel that um, certainly a lot of people just sharing what they're going through on a day-to-day basis may provide a little bit of buffer uh, uh, against burnout, just being able to share. There are a lot of podcasts out there, murder mysteries, breaking news. There's even a podcast about garden gnomes, but instead you are here learning how to be the best physician you can be. Smart move. Do you know what else is a smart move? Working a locum tenens assignment with Comp Health. Now I know what you're thinking. You already have a job, but that's the best part. You can work flexible locum assignments on the side for extra income, or you can work locums full-time too. And to top it all off, Locums almost always pays more on average. Just head to financialresidency.com slash comp health and see what locums can do for you financially. Oh, that's, that's such a great point because I know, like I said, I've finished um, my training around 20 years ago and just bringing up that I was having questions was, you know, <laughs> I got in trouble. I was definitely put on a blacklist for multiple reasons, but one of them was being very open about my questions about leaving medicine and you know, instead, there, you know, I, I, you know, blogs were just starting to be a thing. I would have loved to have heard 
other people's views, you know, about what burnout was or what it was, other options, or, hey, I'm going through this too. You know, nobody really talked about it. As you know, as you know, sometimes you're just busy, not a lot of time for that. But um, yeah, the more people share, you, you know, there's somebody out there wants to hear what you have to say. So I think that's a great point. Yeah. You know, the amount of people that, that I talk to that are just like, you know, I can't believe, you know, I heard you on a podcast and I can't believe that there are other people that feel the way I do, you know? And it's like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and it's still, it's, we're talking about it more and more, but, but still, frankly, not enough. Um, especially the way that medicine, that medicine has changed in the last 20 years, you know? Um, absolutely. And especially, I know emergency room, I've heard a lot of my ER friends who have basically decided, you know what, this is, we are getting killed. We're just, you know, either selling their practices to bigger groups or just saying, you know, working these hours and being, you know, just getting beaten down, you know, certainly in the last years, it's, um, there's room for change and there's, there's room in some ways to help each other. Just talking openly, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting world out there. You know, you know, knowing what you, you know, now, um, if you were, if you were a younger, you trying to embark on, on a medical journey nowadays, do you think you would do it? <laughs> it's, it's, if you would ask me two years ago when I left medicine, I, you know, I spent 25 years trying to get out of medicine <laughs> and, um, you know, I've been so happy since I left more, I'm just pursuing things I've wanted to pursue. But when I look back, it's been interesting, you know, there was a lot of different reasons um, for me wanting to leave. And if I had had the courage to really follow at the time, what I, in my heart, authentically just love to do, you know, in this more creative space, I would have done that from the beginning. At the same time, I, I look back and, you know, medicine provide, you know, I could have failed at that and been, you know, you know, not going anywhere, who knows. Um, so it's not so much a regret. It's more, you know, medicine certainly offered me, you know, the time and, you know, I, I was rather than be working in a restaurant, I got to work medical work, which was engaging and, you know, created a lot of stories and, it, you know, it's, it's, you never know what path life's going to take you down. So I don't, you know, I tell my own kids, I don't, I definitely do not push them towards medicine. Um, and if, but if any of them wanted to go into it, I would support them a hundred percent. So I think, um, you know, I was told by, before I, you know, I, like I said, I started after college looking at the medical field and all these docs like, well, if there's anything else you can imagine doing, do that. Don't do medicine unless it's the only thing you can imagine yourself doing. And I really was like, well, that, that's ridiculous. So, you know, I can imagine doing lots of things, but <laughs> yeah, I want to be an astronaut. What are you talking yeah, about? Was, you know, I was like, Hey, I, you, know, you can, you just, why limit yourself? You can do this and this, you know, and it's led to me being an expedition doctor on mountains. It's led to, you know, being able to donate to different, you know, medical clinics to mentoring you know, other med students and residents. So there's been really some, some great things about it. But, um, you know, if, if I could do it again, I, I probably would have gone a different path. But that's my, you know, big if, right? right? You know, if we, if we had wheels, we'd be bicycles, but we're not, so. Yeah, well said. Um, I think I would agree. But, but it, again, it, it does open doors. Um, you know, I Absolutely. say the MD, MD or DO is the most marketable degree out there. Um, whether or not you think so. I heard you not. say that. And I actually, I heard it was like, that is a hundred percent true. I, you know, I hadn't really thought of in those terms, but I'm, you know, my day job right now is with a, a tech company and I'm there because they needed a medical person. And, you know, as you've mentioned lots of other jobs, but it's, it's very marketable in so many different fields. And um, so I think it does offer, you know, for people as you, you know, of our mindset who sometimes look past the, the hospital walls or clinic doors, there's um, there's a lot of opportunities that are open by having that degree. And you've certainly trained your brain. People are going to take you, you know, know that you're a dedicated, hardworking, intelligent individual. Yeah, well said. So, you know, back to writing for a minute. You know, I think 
what if what if you have a doc who says that that they want to write a book and they have so many ideas, but but they they just don't know what to write about. They could write about you know so many things, but they just they just don't know. They just know they want to write a book, but they they don't know what to write about. How how would you give that person advice? Huh, <laughs> that's a good one. Because yeah. um, you think if somebody wants to write, typically they have that story in them, and I guess the first thing to decide are you writing a you know a fictional story, a poem, a you know nonfiction memoir. Um, so I guess it would be a, a bigger discussion to start out because typically people would, I think, be drawn towards, hey, I want to tell these stories that I've seen or, you know, obviously there's, um, you know, like I said, you know, not, not, not you know, saying you, know, you really, you can write poetry about this stuff. If it's just a means of expressing yourself, you can write a stream of consciousness blog. You might have the next great medical thriller in you, you know, and somebody, somebody's going to, you know, Michael Crichton type stuff. You know, that's where he started, obviously. Sure. Um, so, so I guess, yeah, that's a bigger, that's, you know, more of a, a okay, sit down. And, and if any listeners really did want to spitball stuff with me, I'm, 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 I'd love to, um, I, you know, you have that conversation and, and think about what kind of writing you enjoy and why, or what kind of story you want to tell and what's the best, you know, way to do that. You know, sometimes in screenwriting, you look at a, a story you have in mind, you never think, well, who's the best character to tell that? Where does that story come from the best way? So it might be really finding out what that person wants to write and, Okay, what is the best venue or genre that that completes their their vision? I suppose that's good advice. Do you? Uh, I had this question actually is uh, a couple of months ago. A listener wrote to me and asked if I had any ideas as to kind of how to break into film, you know, writing for film uh, or TV. And I said I had no idea, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, but I, I would network with some of the people that did it um, and ask them, um, uh, like anything else. But uh, do you have any advice for for people that want to write for for film or TV? Possibly. The um, I, going back to your last question, I was just going to say one of the best things I've certainly done, and I know a lot of other writers will say, is um, the morning pages. Uh, it's such a great, you know, this um, Julia Cameron wrote the book of. Um, the artist way and the morning pages was an exercise she gave where you just uh, freehand, right? Three pages, first thing in the morning before all your filters are popping up. And it really, uh, in some psychological way, it's a great way. If you do it every day for a few months, you know, the stuff that comes out is, is fascinating. I think it just opens up and gets you deeper into what your thinking is, but just to explore, even when people say they want to write, they don't know what to write about. If they start doing that, it answers a lot of questions. You, you find out a lot about yourself and, and that's, one really good way I found to to discover sometimes what you want to be doing, um, what you feel like you need to be doing. Uh, as for TV writing, film writing, the um, I I don't have any direct, you know, this is the path to take. You know, un unlike medicine, where you can say this is the path you will take to get to this end. You know, every filmmaker, every writer has a different story. Whether it's the simplest of, I had a friend who was in it, and they offered, they said, hey, can you come oversee this a little bit? And that led to writing. That's a common story I've heard with a few writers to getting into the field, you know, taking like learning how to write a screenplay, learning how to write a TV script. So you know what you're writing and submitting samples. You know, a lot of the agencies would look for somebody with that level of expertise. You become the show's, you know, medical expert, um, you know, versus are, do you have a show you want to write yourself? That's a different avenue where you, you know, submit ideas and pitch. Um, and there's different um, avenues for that too. But, you know, a lot of times I think what the doctors, what the medical doctors I've spoken with, what they're hoping for is, Hey, I've got this level of expertise can they use me? So there are different ways to 
I think now it's, you know, it used to be really small 20 years ago. Now I think there's a much bigger group of people trying to get into it. And there probably are direct avenues where you can kind of put yourself out there as a medical expert for a show or a film and even consult on it. And that can lead towards, towards writing. So connections in Hollywood are still, it's still a, you know, people game relationship type game certainly helps. Yeah. No, like anything, right? Like any job you're looking for. Absolutely. Well, John, we're running out of time, so I just want to transition the show a little bit to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so uh, what do you like to do for fun these days, other than writing, of course? <laughs> well, typically, I love to get outside, so still a, a biker, mountain biker, road cyclist, despite my continued crashes and accidents. Um, usually cross-country skiing and skiing, hiking. We've got a lot of dogs here. I might, you know, Ever since I've had kids, that kind of changes everything, and haven't had time to get back to acting. I would love to do that. But um, yeah, so enjoy being in the outdoors. We, we live here in Utah, which is a great outdoor community and medical community. Uh, a lot of people come here for that reason. So fair enough. Do you uh, have a book recommendation for the listeners other than your own? <laughs> Depends what you like to read. Um, I've got a lot, I look around and I'm like just surrounded by books. Um, um, in the historical fiction, I will say this. Okay, this is this was my. Um, it's a book that very few people get through. The first book in her series, Dorothy Dunnett wrote the Lyman Chronicles. The first book is um, the Game of uh, the Game of Kings, not to be confused with Game of Thrones. Um, takes place. Uh, her series takes place in the in the 16th century, and a couple gave it to or recommended it to me. An English teacher recommended it to me when I was in residency. And it was what I couldn't wait to get home just to go sit down and read it. But if you want to lose yourself in in Europe and, and Africa in the 16th and 15th century, she's, um, her, her books are, are absolutely some of the, the most well-researched, wonderful books to read. Dorothy Dunnett. So. All right. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's such a, you know, I remember in residency, I, d- I didn't read in residency at all. And, and it was something I, I loved to do. And, and I remember being in attending and, and getting back into reading again and be like, uh, you know, such a big portion of my life was missing by, by not reading, you know? Right. Um, and it, it just, uh, the little things that get away from you throughout all this training, it's, um, it's remarkable really to think about. It is. You, you, I think when you're in it, you have no sense. You really just no. think this is normal. You're like, oh, everybody gets two hours off a, a month and fits their entire life into a, a single weekend off. It's, um, it is interesting. But uh, one more book I'd say that I really enjoyed, uh, Atomic Habits, just because we're talking about making changes in your life, was a really nice way, little exercises and mental thoughts, how you just make tiny changes are really the building blocks towards big changes. Because I think one thing I noticed when I was trapped was I'm in medicine. I need to get out. How do I become a you know, leap to being a successful filmmaker versus, okay, tiny steps. How about 10 minutes a day you work on writing? You know, and that's kind of what I did. I would, before residency, I, I wrote my first screenplay a few minutes a, a week or a few minutes a day in the coffee shop before heading into to work, just hand wrote it. So Atomic Habits is a, is a great book for just, I think, learning how to make change in a very um, accountable way in a very um, doable way versus sometimes thinking I need to make this huge leap. You know, huge leaps are, are very difficult to, to make. Yeah, I I love that book. It's been recommended a few times on the show, and, oh, and I couldn't, couldn't agree more. I think that's an awesome book. Um, so, John, you've given us a, kind of a lot of advice throughout this show, but if you could uh, distill your advice down to a single piece of advice for the early career physician, what would that be? Early career advice for the young physician? Um, laugh. 
<laughs> have a sense of humor. It will, it will end, but also be, be present to what you're, what you're doing there. And if that, that state of mind takes you somewhere else, follow it. There's, I think, as I've heard you say, I was, like I said, I wish you showed up and around earlier, just changing your mindset is okay. Um, but, but also where you are can be a great place too. And, you know, that recognizing that difference of, of true burnout versus not the path for me. Um, that's a whole lot of advice. That's more than one, <laughs> one piece of advice, but the advice I gave my residents and students when I was chief resident, which was really just trying to say, follow your, follow your own heart and your own dreams. You know, this, this life goes quickly and you, in medicine, you see enough bad things happen. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. And if it is work hard at it, it's going to be a great career. That's great. I love that. Um, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, if, if people want to reach out to you or, or find out more about you, where can they find you? Um, let's see. I've, I've got a it's John Lawrence writer is uh, the website mostly being used for the book. And it's got some contact information there and happy to, to talk with people if they just want to, like I said, spitball creativity or where they are in their medical career. I, I do a lot of work with university students and happy to talk with residents and medical students here as well. So Wonderful. Thank you again. It's been a great show. Um, I look forward to reading your books and, uh, and congratulations oh. on the new one. I, and I await the third. Thanks, Andrew. Really appreciate having me on and, and thanks for doing what you do. It's really an amazing offering to a lot of people. I hope they recognize that. Appreciate it. What an interesting episode with Dr. John Lawrence. I really liked his take on writing, using your creative outlets, figuring out ideas, and much more. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you did, or even if you didn't, please leave me an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the show out there. Don't forget to tell your friends as well. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is visit my website at andrewtisserdo.com where I have lots of free resources, a free video series about my path from burnout to career satisfaction, link to all the podcast episodes and much more. Well, that's all for today. Keep talking. All opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tisser Dio, Talk to Me Doc LLC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tisser Dio, Talk to Me Doc LLC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tisser Dio, Talk to Me Doc LLC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.